All right, so we always do a mic check before we start recording, so I'm going to need to get your levels. Um, here, just read this. Read this on mic. Just read this? Yes. All right. Directions not for a broadcast. Present as native content. Copy to be read verbatim. Podcast assumes all legal liability from emitting imitation from SeaMonkey. Podcast assumes all financial liability from emitting original from imitation. Begin copy. Original imitation sea monkeys are the original sea monkey imitation favorite delighting American children plentifully for these many prosperous years. Everyone, every one person is very happy with original imitation sea monkeys, playful instant life monkey seed dwelling original imitation pet pals for boys and girls. Except no imitation, original imitation sea monkeys. Yeah! Disclaimer. Product of imitation, original sea monkey of China, LLC. All rights reserved. Most revered government of North Korea. Up to 51% dry weight, Yemeni's infant kidney worm grubs. Ugh. Not for consumption where prohibited by law. Not for educational purposes where prohibited by decree. Not for individual resale where prohibited by regulation. Not for cohabitation where prohibited by edict. Not for where prohibited. Yeah. Okay, there, my little Riot Girls and Rude Boys. Um, this is a very, very special episode of Trash South Street. I'm Lou. And I'm Matt. And it's not Jamie. <laughs> um, and uh, we're going to do a little something different. Several episodes ago, I reviewed the Slater Kinney live album. That's a great live album. It's a, yeah, but it's a puzzling live album. Um, yeah, when you, when, you, when you look at the songs that were available, and we, we talked about this, it's uh, it's it's maybe not the live album that well we agreed that it wasn't the live album we would have put together from the set list performed in Paris on that night. Yes. So we decided to take a look at what was available and 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 come up with what we would have done had we were cutting together the live album from those songs. As if at two o'clock in the morning, Eastern Standard Time, Janet Weiss, because I think Janet would be the one who'd be my friend. Janet's She'd be got like, a really good sense of... I think she's the most easygoing. But. Well, she always looks like, I'm just happy, I'm playing with drums. Do, do, if you ever see her play... Yeah, she's a very happy drummer. She's not... I always say that um, Marion Lipino from uh, Lelouz is that the world's happiest drummer. Yeah. But uh, Janet Weiss is probably this yeah. world's second happiest yeah. drummer. Because they did in a shit canner after Dig Me Out. Oh, because you're gonna like they they just kept rotating out drummers. Yeah, well, she wasn't yeah not the original, and yeah. she was self-taught. Sometimes. So anyway, she calls me at two in the morning. Okay, and she's like, "Lou, I'm worried. We we lost our set list in uh, customs, and we're about to go on stage. What should we do?" Oh no! And I'm like, "All right, Janet Weiss, this is what I think. You better wise up. Yeah, you better <laughs> wise up. I can't remember the rest of the song. Don't sing it. I just know she goes." Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter. Anyway. All right. Move, moving on. Do you know that her, Janet Weiss's husband or boyfriend or her squeeze or whatever, he's a gymnastics coach. Oh, really? It's on her It's on her Instagram a lot. But yeah, he's a, a ladies gymnastics coach. Oh. So, for whatever well, that I is. And they also, they all, a lot of the uh, uh, tertiary Slater Kinney people all work on Portlandia. Yeah, so. Well, I know Janet Weiss is a permit manager. Yeah, J- Janet Weiss does. Rebecca Black who was in um, Wild Flag, does. And I think some of it's... You see other people pop up, but yeah. they, get, they get their friends. What's well, all that weird, small community of 
Yeah, well, you know, you, you, you need a job, and mm-hmm. you want to get those SAG benefits. Yeah. They're good. Hmm. So. so here's another aside. So this came up on the as-of-yet unedited podcast I did last week with Jamie. So would you say Corinne Tucker is the front woman of... Definitely. Yeah. And it's. I think the lines are more blurred now since Carrie Brownstein has is, is become a, like a much more public figure. But pre-breakup, uh, I, I don't think you would even debate whether or not Corinne right. Tucker was the front woman of, of Slater Kinney. Well, that was my thing. But I think if you asked anyone now who is not particularly familiar with Slater Kinney, but sort of exists in the pop culture, yeah, they would say Kinney Yeah, who. and I actually, I was, uh, when I saw them, I was, one of the kind of main concerns I was worried about it was that the crowd would be way too into or like way too pandering to to carry yeah because that just wasn't the dynamic of the band mm-hmm. uh, but it it what it worked out it was like there wasn't people yelling like i love you and marry me and yeah. and all that kind of shit it was a it was a a well-behaved crowd yeah anyway so i got my playlist i have my playlist yeah so let's uh let's, let's i guess we'll talk about these a few at a time yeah what so. are what are your first couple all right, so in keeping with, I think, um, the album, mm-hmm. I think a really good uh, match. Starting off with Price Tag. Price Tag is one of those songs that I think you can only position as number one. There's one other song that's an even better example of that. What? That we'll revisit later. Um, I don't okay. want to say now, just in uh, case okay. it's on yours. Teaser um, alert. Teaser alert. So I'll do the first three. Uh, price Tag transitioning into O mm-hmm. is very nice, as is on the album and the playlist. And then it could turn it on. Because I feel like you keep momentum there. I had a, I had a similar thought process, and I, I mean, I, I from like the mixtape ology or the set list ology, I, you you start fast and light because you want to get everybody's energy up. Price tag was my opening song too, yeah. and for this, and price tag's the opening. It's the opening song on the live album, mm-hmm. and I, is it the opening song on No Cities to Love? Yes. Okay. So price tag is maybe. Then we all agree that price tag is the is the ultimate opener it's a very upbeat song it's got that really snappy drum in it yeah it moves um, my second song was little babies all right for the same reason and my third song is new wave uh all three songs i think are, are fairly light and for a band that can move into kind of heavy duty territory yeah that was sort of i don't say a problem but a bit of a challenge is balancing that especially when you're doing I don't know how many songs you have on mine. I lost count. We did 13. I, th- I said 13. I, I end up doing more. I end up doing like 18 or something plus two encores. Cheated. I went, I did, yeah, I forgot. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the problem was I was sick that like the two weeks and like I knew, I was like, oh, I've got to do this. Mm. I want to do this. And then I kind of lost track. I did mine right before I got sick because uh, I got sick too. Yeah. I don't think you got me sick, but I did get my, my annual cold. Everyone. And then Jamie got sick. Um, I'm real sick. I actually, since we're talking about being sick, I was in my car mm-hmm. and I just had like, cause I had like a sinus infection yeah. and I had just like searing post nasal pain. Ugh. And I was in my car thinking how it would be so great to have a, topical analgesic that you snorted yeah there is one yeah there is and i just like yeah. oh, you know what that's cocaine yeah and i don't i don't want to do cocaine because uh. my my sinus is hurt hmm. but it the option was there yeah so so we do but yeah so both keeping it light early mm-hmm. in the set yeah okay all right then we go into um i'm gonna do my next three okay surface envy 
Mm-hmm. Off No Cities to Love. I Want to Be Your Joey Ramone. I really don't like that song. You don't? That's maybe my least favorite Slater King Is it song. off... Uh, so here's here's why that song is um, on there. One of the reasons. Because I, I kind of forgot about two albums. I forgot about Call the Doctor. Yeah. And I forgot about... Um, what's All Hands, blah, blah. All Hands them. on the Bad One, yeah. Yeah. So... And more so, all hands on the bad one than uh, call the doctor. I I have no no all hands on the bad one songs on my my list. I think either. I threw there two. I actually end up throwing on um, that I like. But I was trying to balance out the set list with different albums, and like I go heavier with the later albums. Yeah. Matter which, of fact, at times because I, I, I basically listen through every album. Yeah. A couple of times, and there are certain albums I definitely love more than others, and I felt like it would be like, well, the set list is the woods. Did you choose your songs from their live set, or See, just you just made a set list oh, from their just totally, catalog? I made it from their catalog. I made it from the live set. See, that's what I was gonna do originally. Uh, uh, well, so you're getting you're getting two views on this subject. Yes, then, because we uh, only texted about it in the most cursory of manner and did not plan very well. Well, I don't plan. I'm not good at plan. Whenever I plan anything or rehearse it, I sound like shit in my head. Well, that's why. You come to Trash South Street because they shoot from the hip. Yep. Jamie and Lou. Yep. So. <laughs> no one comes to Trash South Street. Well, even on I listen to the ones I'm still on, so right. you don't. We're you don't. You don't on. lose. You don't lose a view. Yeah. Uh, by having me. And we're gonna get a bit more esoteric. Okay. Oh, you're gonna hate my one of my encores then. Okay. You don't like that. All right. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, I think. So you I said, more. Surface Envy. I want to be your Joey Ramon. Yes. And what's mine is yours. Which I go back and forth on whether I actually like that song. I think I like it. Mm. Not as much as some songs, but I feel like that's a song you need to have on... On on your... your, your like if you were Slater making Kinney's the master, master class of Slater Kinney songs. Or a submit, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's... I definitely... there's If I was wanted to give somebody an overview of the entirety of Slater Kinney, there's definitely songs I would have put on that weren't available in the live set. Stuff from the first album... There's favorite songs of mine that, mm-hmm. that they didn't that they played, but they didn't play that night. Like yeah. um, like Light Rail Coyote, or is a song I really like. And uh, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, Go ahead. I'm sure I'm sure it's coming. Well, and it's then, a, yeah yeah some of the stuff from the first one, uh, Good Things, which is just the saddest goddamn song yeah. in the world. Uh, Hot Rock or um, Milkshake and Honey, mm. but I hey, but question. I know how to follow the rules. Uh. Man, rock and roll isn't about rules. That's true. Uh, uh, here's a question for you, Warrior. Do they ever play um, One More Hour, or are they just like, oh, we don't want to deal with this? I don't, you know what, I don't know, because I, I didn't really look at a lot of the set lists. I just kind of, I looked at this, I looked at New York, and when I, I looked at New York and D.C., mm-hmm. because I wanted to see if they were playing songs that I wanted to hear in other cities because they had yeah. such a, a wide rotating yeah. they, they played a lot of songs on that tour yeah and they had a different set list every night mm-hmm. so I wanted to see if some of those songs were in New York DC but I didn't look at the whole I'm kind of surprised how many songs they play in a set yeah actually. it's it's a long it's a long show it's a good show yeah. they did, openers were a little a little weak yeah for what it is but but it's also because you know they, you're picking they're playing so have. long and it's such a people mm-hmm. are there for speeder yeah right? so my next, what did you do, three or four? I did three. We'll do three, three a piece, I guess. Okay. Well, I'm doing... Until the math doesn't okay. work out anymore. Yes. Call the doctor. All right. Bury our friends. A good one. Start together. I am turning now into a little 
I, I think of it as a more sinister territory because yeah. I know kind of where we're headed mm-hmm. and we need to ramp up from like the lightness of the early songs yeah. to to get into danker mm-hmm. territory. Dank. Dank. All right. I don't think I've gotten there yet. I'm still keeping energy. Yes. A little more. I think we're going a little more not sour. Mm-hmm. A little darker. So we start with a new wave. Nice and optimistic. Burn, don't freeze. Uh, that's a good song. Hot rock. Then I was debating either the end of you or hot rock. Like I sort like there are a couple of these where I was like, well, what would I put here? Yeah. And again, in the effort of trying to be representative, hot rock's a really mellow song. I think I'll go in the end, hot rock. Yeah, I like hot rock. All right. Get up, mm-hmm. which is a, another very gentle song. Yeah. Played really well live too. Like that was one of the I think one of the sleeper highlights of seeing them mm-hmm. is them play get up, which is really great live song. One beat. All right. Which is again kind of kind of ramping up uh, the angstiness, and I do I'm doing nine and ten because they go together. Mm-hmm. Entertain and jumpers. So the woods is my favorite Slater Kinney album. Yes. Yeah, right there. Yeah. Anyway, I have a comment about that. Yeah, and uh, and those are two two really heavy songs mm-hmm. that you kind of can't drop anywhere else in there yeah. because the the woods is such a different album mm-hmm. and it's so much heavier than the rest of their output. Yeah. So uh, and I think they play those songs together in their live set, and I think they belong together. Yeah. So I was gonna say something else. In a a shock, a shock twist, they mm-hmm. play sold out. <laughs> There's either sold out or real man. So, oh, re, yeah, real man. The either of those would be very deep tracks. Which I don't really listen to that first album all that much. I actually listened to it recently. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's very angry. Like if anyone ever it's had very... a question as to when they they throw Slater Kinney in the Riot Girl scene. Yeah. And if you listen to it later stuff, so I was like, yeah, is it because they were a girl fronted band in the whenever? That first album's like no. It's a, very, it's a heavy, can, heavy duty riot, yeah. riot girl album. And then on the set list, it would say something like first time performed since blah blah." Yeah, which I always like because you feel like you're getting something special. Yeah, it's like you're a low key Grateful Dead fan. Yeah, that you get the deep tracks, the nuggets. Like I think when I saw Rush a couple years ago for their final big tour. Mm. They played um, Red, pa- Red Pancetta. No, they played Bite Tour the Snow Dog, and that was like the first time since 1973. It might not have been Bite Tour. There was a song they did not play live since 1973 that they played at that show. They or they were playing that tour. They should play for... They should come out and say like it's like their third encore, and they go, we never do this. You don't know what this is about. And then they <laughs> play that tree song that's like an hour. Yeah. And just dare people to walk out. Oh, they play... Um, to punish their audience with their own material. The first encore is, is the entirety of twenty one twelve. Oh Jesus Christ! But they also they're I mean because Neil Peart is like fuck this shit I'm not going to do this anymore. Yeah. Like to the point where he wouldn't. Like hey, no one cares. No one. How about that? Right, no yeah. one's here about my like, prog. Like I'll getting, off on a, getting off on a, a right. prog tangent. So, so sold out. Everyone's like, whoa, that's a deep cut. Oh, the real fans are like, yeah, that's my favorite song from the album. The new people either pretend that they like it or. They're French. They just like look at each other awkwardly. <laughs> then we go into Entertain and Jumpers, which it's again for all the reasons you said. They're heavy. Entertain is more angry than say, and Jumpers is just such. Like I remember the first time I listened to Jumpers, like not first time I listened to Jumpers, but I would casually listen to Jumpers, and when you realize what it's about, you're like, Ugh. yeah, it's it's a it's a bummer. And then, uh, but you you said something, and I don't remember where. I don't remember if it was on 
Trash South Street or mm-hmm. in our personal lives. Yeah. But you said that Jumpers is a song that you don't really like up until the one point, and then like when that like the guitar interlude, the yeah. bridge or whatever it's called, kicks in. Yeah, and it's like then this. it like it sells the whole song, and I feel mm-hmm. the same way. That like yeah. it's a good song mm-hmm. on a. It's not the best song on the album, and then that interlude kicks in, and it's yeah. it's very it's very good. I also think it's like. I find the and like I go back and forth like to what what weight I put lyrics in a song on depending on the band sometimes more sometimes less I think it's like lyrically very clever just contrast and it also contrasts sort of the we'll call it the romanticism of suicide almost as opposed to the reality of suicide mm-hmm. not quite like that but you know it's like this you know I'm going to drink my last drink so my listen mm-hmm. and it's like I'm making this statement and it's sort of whatever but then it's like yeah I'm gonna, yeah well it my ends, statement is jumping it, off it ends. Bridge. It really in that down like it yeah. after such a big uh, climax it ends in like that really like it mm-hmm. turn takes the down tempo and yeah. whatever and like is like a, a very solemn end of the song yeah since but I, I also like further like looking at a couple of play do they always just play those two songs together or is it just because it's such a natural fit I think both and I think it's it's those are some of the those were on the the core set list where they played those yeah. in everywhere. Yeah. So it it wasn't they didn't switch those out with other mm-hmm. songs. So, but yeah, again, it's you can't really play those songs with other songs in their set mm-hmm. because they're just so much heavier. Mm-hmm. And the Fox, which is such a a, a brutal song, and if you ever want to look, there's a DVD from their last show, mm-hmm. and they play a lot of the Woods on it because they yeah. were touring the Woods, and there's a really great performance of the Fox, and. uh and you like Janet Weiss just slaying that drum, yeah, beat in that, and that's really cool. And then like, as far as the woods go, and I, I'm sure these are probably on your list, but like yeah. the stuff at the the thing, the songs that I was looking for mm-hmm. on like the DC and New York set yeah. lists, the songs that I really wanted to see in Philly were the songs at the end of the woods, were Steep Air, <laughs> yeah, and Let's Call It Love, which yeah. are probably among my two favorite. Let's Call It Love is probably my. I'll favorite. say Let's Call It Love into Nightlife. Well, Nightlight. Uh, well, they which those go together. Well, I know they. I do, but you but know. I would like to see a full version of Let's Call It Love. Yeah, would have been. Well, if I that, would too. Like I. Yeah. If that was on, if that was an option to me on this list, I would have used it because yeah. that's especially my favorite song. Mm-hmm. Uh, nerdy deep tracks, like deep tracks that uh, make you uh, judge everybody in the audience who's not getting it. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, would be. Um, Probably Watchmaker, which is an Excuse 17 song, which is Carrie's band before Slater, Slater yeah. Kinney. And that song's awesome. And if they played that song, I, I, yeah, I, I would have mm-hmm. just been giving the finger at everybody in the yeah. audience because I know it and mm-hmm. I love it. So yeah. that or like maybe a wild, like Wild Flag, which I really love. Wild Flag, yeah, uh, a Wild Flag song. I think Corn Tucker would let that shit go. Ah, uh, she'd be like, maybe she appreciates you, the break. Be like, what? Well, yeah, she's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take all. You guys can do this, not like a. Oh, so the band you you know you went yeah. and did before? You well, know. then they could do like a Heavens to Betsy song. Yeah. To to like rub it in their rub yeah. their nose at it. Or Although, wasn't there like a Corn Tucker band? Well, there's Corn Tucker band is is our more contemporary yeah. project, which is also very good. Mm-hmm. They they could play Corn Tucker band songs. They would sound okay. Or it's like they all take off and uh, Mary Timoney comes on stage. Yeah, and just plays uh, XX. She plays like. Or shit. plays Pat's Friend of Jesus or something. Pat's trick. Yeah. Should go way back. So your turn or mine? Oh, uh, I finished with Jumpers. You finished with Jumpers. Which? Okay. My last three songs, because I know how to follow the rules, oh. are 
another two song combo songs that I associate together a lot from a, the same album mm-hmm. O and Words and Guitar yeah which I'd like together they're two if we're excluding The Woods mm-hmm. those are among my favorite Slater Kinney songs and yeah. I think like bringing it back up into we got really heavy and then bringing it back up into mm-hmm. like a super light yeah. uh, fun celebratory mm-hmm. yeah. jam and then also fairly old songs and then my last song is their last song yeah. uh, is Modern Girl which again it's a song that I don't think you can put other places in the set and I think it would have been kind of a surprise to uh, to trot out because it's uh, there's a lot of studio stuff on the mm-hmm original version of that so then yeah. to see them like you have the harmonica and it's a way mm-hmm. different tempo and uh i don't know i i, I really like it right. and i think it's a great place to end my album all right so i got i got more okay and you can comment as you see fit so i will so for the the last part of the regular set the first set <laughs> because i did they did two encores and i did two encores that's fine um <laughs> now this gets a little weird because i i decided there was a song i wanted on there yeah. And it's a song that I think you can only play at the end or towards the end. Yeah. So I, I did a bit of shoehorning. So here's what we go. After Jumpers. Youth Decay. I'm not crazy about Youth Decay either. One beat. I have one, one beat. Going gonna... into Fade. Last song off uh, No Cities yeah, to Love. It's, it's, it's a very kind of depressing. So it's about, you know, just like the road being rough. Yeah. But then just because that's they don't want that to be the last song, mm. they end the set with Dig Me Out. Which they usually do, right? Dig me out. I think they do. And dig me out's weird. We talk like I was talking like songs Uh that can only begin an album or only end. Uh, Dig me out's the first song on Dig Me Out, but it works good as either a starter or a finisher. I think Dig Me Out they played the last was the last song on their regular set normally in that tour. Think yeah, I think in the the Paris show, it might have been the last song of the first encore. Okay. Because I think they end with jumpers. Mm. I, and I thought, I when I scratched... But I don't remember. Dig Me Out was, I think, the last song that I excluded from my, my list. Mm-hmm. And I, I would thought this is a very controversial right. yeah. decision. It's not my... I, I, t- I think I took... What did I... I took uh, one beat over Dig Me Out just because it's my, my preference. Yeah. I like Dig Me Out there just because it's sort of an older... Representing one of the older albums. Yes. Well, if All I right. was... Playing hillbilly mm-hmm. piggity with the rules, and I could have every <laughs> song, what? every single song I'm just I wanted. Edit, I might li- have had literally to edit everything out you say about me breaking rules. Okay, that'd be work, and it's like easier just to leave it in and deal with. You would, it. you'd have to listen to this again, unless you say something blatantly offensive. I won't. All right, I wasn't, I wasn't going to take that opportunity. I don't, I'm, I don't work blue. Ooh, ooh. All right, encore one. Mm. Controversial. They, they start with the fox. I, I love the fox. Love the fox. Fox can only start something, can't finish it because of the way, because it has such raw energy and the way it goes. Yeah, you might um, might not want to be screaming the fox after playing for like an hour. They and a go. Half. They take some extra synth Tylenol. Mm. Well, that's the other thing. Is if we're talking or, like logistically, or, or Midal because they're women. I was not sexist. I wasn't going to say that. Well, I wanted to get offensive because I mean, they're they're in their forties. Oh, <laughs> and they, that um, might be. Well, anyway. Anyway, well, and I couldn't do my 40. And, like, like in reality, you couldn't... I mean, the Fox would probably have to be the first song if you could do it at all because it's so vocally intense. Yeah, you can't really sandwich it between other... Jumpers. I actually thought the the version of Jumpers on the album Mm. was not the best version because the guitar drops out a lot. 
or maybe after playing at that point 18 songs in the set, Carrie needed uh, to rest her fingers for five minutes. Yeah, uh, there's a I th- back. Remember the old um, Henry Rollins show on IFC? It was like a talk show. Mm-hmm. They did that, and you used to be able to see they did entertain and, and jumpers in like live in studio and there's two really good versions yeah. of that out there. I don't know if they're still up on YouTube, but it's the Henry Rollins show. I can't imagine they're like scrub like copyright scrubbing yeah. it from from the internet. To finish out set 1. I thought uh, you were in your encore. Or encore 1. Uh, either stay where you are or call the doctor. Yes. Or or Well, that's like that's one of those I told you there are a few things where I couldn't decide what to place. Oh my goodness. I went crazy. You also did a did. lot of we're, editing. We're not just we're bending the rules of, of time and space as well. You get your money's worth with this show because it's about three hours long. Yeah, and there's a, a Schrodinger Schrodinger's cat situation where you don't know which song you're gonna get. So they flip a coin and they play "Call the Doctor." Okay. Oh, you're gonna love. Like I said, Encore Two is gonna be great. Okay. Gonna get a bit esoteric. Uh, then they go no anthems. Okay. Let's... They close out the first encore with "Step Aside." I don't off the top of my it's, head. Uh, it's a one beat, aside. really it's good. All... You would say it has a bit of that greasy funk. Yeah, as Sharply might say, yeah. or Worcester. As Worcester, so a lot of deep tracks on yours. Yeah, very deep. Like I said, it was just a list. All right, so encore two. Encore. They leave. Encore two. They open with red pancetta. No, it's better. So they come at encore two. Okay. They open with 1969 Iggy Pop and the Stooges cover. You know what? I actually was kind of surprised they didn't play covers because they certainly they play covers and Wild Flag played a lot of covers. Yeah. So I am kind of surprised that there was no covers. Uh, but so I actually it's, uh, even more so than some of your deep tracks, I would there's some fantasy booking there but I, I definitely I, I, that's a believable song. I would love to see that's like a very good Stooges song. I'd love to see someone cover it and it has a lot of it has a lot of, like, neo, like not even neo, like, quasi-psychedelic guitar work, that stuff. Like, I would say, as you play Whisper Down the Lane, mm. it's 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 reflected in Carrie Brownstein's guitar playing. Okay. Just from the phylogeny of post-punk guitar, we'll say. Yeah, no, they got, she got heavy into much more psychedelic sounds. I mean, definitely, like, the like the Wild Flag stuff. Yeah, well, it was before, like, they moved kind of away from that, like, super intricate harmony based mm-hmm. stuff like interplaying melodies mm-hmm. and definitely got more psychedelic All right. after that Corn Tucker addresses the crowd hey everybody we never play second encores this is fucking awesome she says merci beaucoup a couple times then <laughs> Ironclad Ironclad's a good song Light Rail Coyote which is one of my favorite Slater I, Kitty songs I, I really love Light Rail Coyote and uh, it's a it's a shame they didn't play it in Paris. They did play it on tour. Uh, mm-hmm. They play I'm almost positive they played it in in, in Philly. But yeah, Light Light Rail Coyote is a really great a really great sleeper. Yeah, uh, for Slater Kinney songs, I think. Like, well, it's all over. There's like there's like slow parts, like a melody. Then it kind of really gets. Yeah, it's a it's a really it's a really good yeah. a really good tune. Then ending the show. What's the giant stain on your? That's shirt? water because I spilled water on me. Brown water? No. It might be a stain. Oh, it's your shirt. Okay. Most shirt. shirt right okay, now. and then I just noticed I was, how, many, I was... how many goddamn holes are in your shirt. Sorry. <laughs> it's laundry day shirt. Okay. Um, Go ahead. Ending the show. They play everything. You mean every song Every song they've ever written? No. They play the song Everything. Everything in the world. Okay. Which I had said, commenting again, like, from, you know, last song, 
Well, it's actually one of the bonus tracks on the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, everything is very similar to Roller Coaster. I think both thematically and was Roller Coaster on your list? No, I almost did. I had. I would have had Roller Coaster on my. I was list. debating before, like everything. I think is. I don't know. I went back and forth. Anyway, that's it. I agree. I agree that you can't. You kind of have to have the most songs off your newest album. Yeah. And I did, and uh, they did. I think. And then it makes sense that you then are kind of heavy on the woods because mm-hmm. that was the second to last album, mm-hmm. and then you, it's even between all the the older material. Yeah. Except for like the really esoteric stuff, like yeah. that first album stuff. Or like I also like I would have loved them to play like um, like Summer Song, which was like a, a, a single from like the first like the uh, first album uh, era, like mm-hmm. the the real Riot Girl stuff. But like yeah. Summer Song is um it, it's not as screamy. It's it's definitely sounds like the direction they were headed, mm-hmm. and it's um. There's a kind of a portion, or it might be the whole, the lyrics of the entire song. Carrie reading, like, a note from her yearbook about, like, these are my plans for the future. Like, moving to Seattle and maybe we're going to hang out more and stuff. I've read stuff where they, different people, including Carrie Brownstein, talk about Corin Tucker as kind of like the godmother of their entree into the the Mm -hmm. Riot Girl scene. So... Well, I was reading a little bit. I mean, I think they recorded the first album in four days in Australia. Yeah, they they were touring and they, yeah. They limp off stage and they pass out behind stage because they just played like... Yeah, they just played... How, did you count how many songs you have? Um, yeah, I'll count now. Because, goddamn, you really, you really... <laughs> these are older women. 11, 12. And you <laughs> have them play... Like, they're not... 16 songs in the main set. They play 18 in the main set. 16, okay. 18, 19, 20... 24 songs, so that's basically what they played. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm being unfair. Yeah. Because that's it's a very long set. Well, you know, they got it. They, they got, at that point, they've been they've been touring for a while. They got their chops back. They're all, they're all up in a lather. They're ready to, to, to blow, blow it off. They're like, yeah, this is it. And then we can decide if we're going to do another album or just... Oh, well, that's, that's actually kind of a good place to end. I actually, there's no, there's nothing announced, but you would have to assume looking at all their schedules, that there will be more Slater Kinney. I would assume. Because they're done Portlandia. Yeah. Um, the only other, like, there's, I haven't heard anything about Corn Tucker Band. Corn Tucker's in a band now called Filthy Friends, which I don't know if it's even, like, a full project. It's, like, a super group with uh, Peter Buck from R.E.M. and, mm-hmm. and Bill Reef from, from the Revolting Cox, yeah. among other bands, and somebody else I can't remember. And then I don't think there's a quasi album and there's like no other projects going on. So like you would think that maybe they're all aligning their schedules to that. They could work on more uh, Slater Kinney in the future. I would hope. Me too. Just because. Well, that's, that was a really fantastic return Mm -hmm. to, to music. Uh, I I really like, I mean, it was no cities as an album. It was an amazing album. Um, The fact like it came out, Actually, if I remember right, a very strong album year, and sort of like led the pack. Yeah, that was um, it. That was there was a lot of stuff out that year. I'm trying to think of another. There's a few like exact similar to that. I mean, the big one would be the late great David Bowie. After everyone assuming he had retired because he hadn't recorded in like ten years, basically was like, oh, I got an album and it's coming out like in two months, and we were able to keep it secret. Um, it took because he's like. 
All right, all right, everybody. <laughs> it took me eight years to give myself liver cancer. Aww. And two years to record Black Star. No, it would be, uh, he had an album before Black Star. Oh, really? Yeah, the next day. Oh, okay. Which, you know, I think the story is he was diagnosed as he was putting out the next day. But that was sort of, people would write pieces about, you know, how he just gave up and like after he had a heart attack on stage. Hmm. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, that and then like in our, to tear it to a, a girl-fronted 90s alt-rock band. Because Garbage had basically broken up but weren't telling anybody for like seven years and they start putting out albums again. Right. Mm. Uh, Rose Mountain came out that year, I think. Is that that's uh, the screaming last females? screaming females album? Yeah, and I was actually just thinking about how um, right around the same time the modest like I'm not a big Modest Mouse fan, mm-hmm. but the Modest Mouse album came out around the same time and got a lot more like radio play, and I was annoyed at that because I thought there was there were a lot of songs that I think were fit for radio on No Cities, and yeah. they only played like they played New Wave was kind of the lead single, and they yeah. played like Surface Envy and Bury Our Friends, but they didn't play those a ton and. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff on. Mm-hmm. It's a good album. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully we'll get more, and if we don't get more, hopefully we'll get more. <coughs> oh, sorry, sea monkey. Oh, Jesus. We'll get more. Anyway. We'll get more side projects because the side projects are always good. Our collabos with with some other people, Mary Timoney, who we love, and uh, or whatever. Does Mary Timoney do Mary? They had, like I, a, like another. Well, is that weird because. Mary Timoney did an album called XX, and then is in the and then the formed band a band called XX. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what she's what she's up. To. I haven't seen, haven't haven't heard or seen or anything like that. So it would be awesome if there was another XX album because that first one was so good. But mm-hmm. You never know. She doesn't seem to stay with projects for very long. Oh, no, I'm shaking my head right now. Like yes, yes. That's, that's it's, well, I was agreeing, a, but then I realized that's a common criticism of Mary Timoney. Mm, she just can't yeah. commit. I think a lot of people they like to be like dilettantes. And again, if you live in that weird, not weird, I guess it's weird, that, that sort of musician circle, like they all play in each other. It's sort of like the whole, but talk about like the, the femme pop punk West Coast scene where they all like either play in each other's bands or they overlap a lot. Yeah, and you also kind of forget that... They all play on KXPN. KEXP. Yeah, or whatever. XPN's the Philly station. I mean, you also kind of forget that somebody like Mary Timoney very likely might have to work a square job. Yeah. For you know, eight months or whatever, put money together before she mm-hmm. can work on touring or an album or something. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think they're, I don't think she's loaded to the gills. I don't think she yeah. has that rush money. Yeah, that yeah, real, yeah. that real fuck you rush money. So, well, you know. Anyway, anyway, so you're greatest gonna, band in the world. You got, I think you have a nice fifteen minutes to cut out at the end of this. Yeah, we'll see. Let's leave it. So we didn't really, we didn't, we didn't. We're just we're just feeling around for an ending, folks. Yeah, that's what uh, that's how it so, works. So those are those are our our Slater Kinney Slater Kinney live album. It's a good album. It's worth checking out. Um, live albums have come a long way. Yep. And I'm not going to say any more on the matter. Mm. That'll be another 15 minutes. So, yeah. Uh, Usually they suck. I actually went on a whole spiel about it like a couple of sessions ago. Essentially, unless they're doing something different or transformative, a lot of times it's just you're getting a poor recording of songs you like but this would be the one of the exceptions yes and as we approach another 15 minutes i'll just end it now and see